Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Another day of Man on the Post World Cup specials. Uh, today I'm your host Ryan and I'm joined by Adam. How are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad, thank you. Uh, recently, Adam, you've been talking to us about whether to get a Dyson fan or not. Have you made any progress on this decision making process yet? Um, I actually went into John Lewis today and looked at one for about 20 minutes did after you, work. Did you make the purchase? That's the real question. I didn't know. Ah, oh, that's a disappointment. My wife tried to tell me, but I sent her a picture of it because I don't, I don't even sent her it, and she thinks it's too much money. And um, <laughs> she said, uh, and she, she, cur- she currently owes me two hundred pound, and said that if I have money to waste, I don't need that money back. To be honest, that's a fair point, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's so hot right now. That's so true. Hot. It's so hot. It's almost like we're in the height. Of, we're not even in the height of summer. That's the annoying part. I know, that's why this is an investment, Ryan. Sure, it's, that's... A... Oh, it's an investment for the rest of the summer. Exactly. To be fair, you can use a Dyson fan to heat the room up as well. They do They do heat as well. It's a two, two-pronged attack. Exactly. So forget the football, everyone. This is it now. This is the rest of the podcast. <laughs> the uh... pros and cons of Dyson fans. Exactly. We're not sponsored. <laughs> Although, Dyson, if you are listening... We'll yeah, it. I'll happily take a free fan. We'll take it. You know, Worst can... case scenario, I'll take one of those weird hand-drying things in my bathroom. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Going to someone's house and be like, oh my God, this is a it... professional outfit. It'd be a conversation style, wouldn't it? <laughs> right, well, uh, there was football on today. Uh, there was four games on. Uh, we had Australia versus Peru, France, Denmark, and we also had Argentina versus oh my god i've literally just watched it nigeria, nigeria. <laughs> and iceland versus croatia so we'll start off with the most from what sounds of it the most boring game of the competition so far france versus denmark which ended nil nil you just had the pleasure adam of watching three minutes of highlights of this yeah how they got how they strung three minutes out of it i will never know <laughs> it looked also Deschamps made six changes uh from the side uh, from the previous game i mean in in the three minutes of highlights, were there actually any chances? Not not really, no. Well, there was one from one from uh, from Denmark for a long range shot that the keeper spilled in front of him because he also one of those changes was was um, rest, resting Hugo Lloris. You, resting your goalie. That's yeah. It's an edgy strategy. Let's see if it pulls off for him. I mean, it's, technically it did. It's unorthodox in a in a seven game <laughs> tournament, isn't it? Yeah, certainly not something that you'd you'd normally do. Um, I mean, the, yeah, the final whistle when the fans weren't too happy. Um, but you know, I think we're actually, I think it's pretty impressive that we've got to this stage in the tournament, final group game, and this is our first goalless draw. I mean, it suggests that it's been a pretty entertaining World Cup so far. 
That is quite good, but you do wonder a little bit about Denmark. Uh, um, I just filled out my um my, my wall chart after they filled in the groups for the groups one to um A to A to D. Um, Denmark has scored two goals. Well, you know that that you never know. You know, get to the next stage. You know, you know, you need to score one goal per game. But were, France have only scored three. Yeah, they've they've really not looked uh, impressive so far. They've they've sort of scraped through the past couple of games, and it definitely seems like they're not really in the right rhythm at the moment. Um, which it, it's uh, difficult to explain because again, we've I think we've talked about it before. Their squad suggests that they should be able to you know be a lot further along than they are. I, I think what's strange about that is they haven't looked they they looked really poor and flat in their first game. The shops changed things up and and um went back to a system with Giroud um and w- went back to a more of a a 4-3-3. They looked better but obviously still it's not like they huffed and passed and tore um Peru up was it Peru they were playing? Yeah, I think it was Australia for Peru, the Peru yeah. Um Peru apart. So with that, it seems even that's what seems like such an odd decision to me to rest six players, break up your room. And he, he rested players from all over the pitch as well. So he rested them TZ, he rested Pogba. Um, he, um, he still played Griezmann. Brilliant. Um, he rested Mbappe. Um, yeah, I'm all for giving players game time, but maybe when you're struggling, if you're, when you're flying high, if you're England and you're flying high, sure, rest players, get, get everyone in. But when you're, you look like you're struggling to click and you're not gelling, maybe you want a bit more game time with your players playing with each other. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like they need some time together to gel a bit more than they are at the moment. So it's definitely a weird tactic to play. But, you know, at the end of the day, they finished top of the group on seven points, but only with a goal difference of two. So, you know, not that impressive. Denmark finished second with five points. Peru, uh, third, three points. Australia, one point. Australia, I think I saw a stat earlier today, have only have only won two games out of 16 in the recent World Cups. I mean, that's definitely not a record you want to take through anywhere else. No, I'm, I don't think expectations were that high. They're, they're just a poor team, aren't they? A relatively old, poor team. I don't know, we're talking about Tim Cahill's a, a legend. <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're say, I, I think that more than most people. But Still, just... though, he's 16 years old. So... <laughs> he's like 38, yeah. yeah. He's 38. And he came on as well. Like he, he featured in this game. Which says a lot. So which, well, that moves on pretty well to Australia nil Peru 2. Um, Carrillo got got one not bad goal actually and then Guerrero uh, the man that obviously there was a lot of talk about him before the tournament he ended up getting a goal on the 50th minute as well I, again I think they're not really we, no one was expecting Australia to do much um, but you know Peru that's good for them very good I think result. this is this has been quite a good feel good story for Peru because a lot's been made in the media about um, this being Peru's first World Cup in over 30 years how the fans have come in their droves and sold more tickets sold out of panini stickers back home everyone just everyone in peru being being absolutely mad for the world cup and for to have all that and then to have your tournament over in 
essentially eight days is, would have been really disappointing for them. So for them to, first of all, to have scored a goal would have been, well, maybe something slightly patronising would have been a, um, just a, a plus for them immediately. And then to, to get a win must have felt felt good for them. Absolutely. Um, I think Guerrero scoring for them as well with with the ban and that being overturned. I think that's a great moment for him. It's a great moment for that for the country, as you know. You say you say about you know, patronising whatever scoring a goal, but not only scoring a goal, winning a game, but him as well, you know, the talisman getting that goal. It's such a key thing. I think it's such a feel good story and this the um sort of the way that he has um shown his gratitude in all of the games he's played, the way he has um uh embraced uh, the opposition players who let's let let's not forget that uh, all three of the cap the captains of France, Denmark, and Australia all signed letters to to FIFA and CAS asking for him to be able to play. Um, and you could see that this is someone who's who's 34, never going to have this opportunity again. And for him to that's going to be boyhood dreams on boyhood dreams, isn't it? Absolutely. When two months ago he was. When two months ago he would have felt like he would have been staring in absolute despair. Well, no, not even two months ago. I mean, that, that it, the the thing got the ban got overturned relatively close to the uh, World Cup, if I remember correctly. So well, he, close enough that I believe we put out a, a podcast saying he wasn't going to probably wasn't going to make did it. Did do that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've definitely not embarrassed themselves. Three points from three games with you know relatively France and Denmark in that group to take three points away with a with a. Uh, What's the level goal difference? You know, they've definitely shown themselves um, to be, you know, in good stead. And I think that obviously they'll be very excited for the next one uh, should they get through. But it's definitely a, a good feel-good story for the World Cup. And it's a shame that they're out. But again, third place in a World Cup group, it is not any mean feat. So fair play to them. No, I think they will have a hint of what could have been though, because that that game against Denmark. Of course. But I think, you know, that at that point, I think you start looking at, you know, yeah, would it have been a fairy tale run or anything like that? You never know. But at the end of the day, I think fair play to them. They've, they've come here. They've done what they needed to do. They've carried the emotion through with them. And, and I think, you know, they, have, they, didn't, they didn't embarrass themselves. They've shown themselves up in good stead. So it's definitely, definitely good for the future for them. Yeah, can't, can't disagree. Can't disagree. So now we're moving on to what I can only describe as a bet a better's worst 90 minutes of football you know if you've bet on this <laughs> there's group, definitely a story behind this yeah if you've if you've bet on this group you, you're going to be all over the place during these 90 minutes i didn't have a bet on it but you know if you if you're betting argentina to get through or iceland to get through you know you're sitting there thinking i don't know what's going on it seemed pretty calm relatively for the first 45 minutes apart you know Messi scored for Argentina which obviously put them in the in the, the ascendancy to to go through which you know Messi's first goal of this world cup you know good for him beautiful the the first touch and the way he shifts it so quickly on the second touch and then hits it on his right foot it, when you, you come I could watch that got that goal in super slow motion all day He's not a bad player, that Messi, is he? No, I think he might have a bright future in the game if he just gets his head down. <laughs> he, I mean, you know, well done to him. I think, obviously, there was a lot of um, pressure. and, and It's not like... often you see a player manager these days anyway, is it? So... No, exactly. <laughs> I think, you know, with all the 
the talk around Argentina and Messi's expectations, the expectation on Messi. You know, the first two games, obviously, not scoring was a, must have been a big thing for him. To get a goal relatively early on, in, early on in the game, in the 14th minute, must have settled the nerves a little bit. Not fully, because they knew that if Iceland went ahead and scored, then it could have thrown everything off. So That's what made this game so interesting, I think, was that they needed the goal... But then they need it. What they couldn't sit on it because they wanted. Uh, if they got another goal, it would have given them a cushion over anything that Iceland potentially would have done. Um, but that then you've got the jeopardy of, of Nigeria just having opportunities to get back into it. Um, and I don't think it was just the goal from Messi at the beginning. Um, in that, especially in that first half, he he just looked up for it. You could tell it was one of those games where he was. He put everything on his shoulders and it didn't feel too heavy for him that day. Unlike the second game. Yeah. Where you could see the, you could you see see his the weight on his shoulders. Under the pressure. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, great goal. Unbelievable first touch. I think it was Benega that pulled the ball, uh, put the ball through. Fantastic pass through anyway. Yeah. Um, but for, for me, I, I I watched this game instead of the um, the Iceland Croatia game. And for me, Benega was man of the match. Um, and the, the idea that he's not been playing... In, in the first two games, or at least starting in the first two games, is absolutely laughable because he was running the show in midfield. Yeah, Nigeria looked not off the pace or anything like that, but he, he was definitely controlling that midfield. And I mean, the pass is just exquisite from him to Messi anyway, and then Messi does what Messi does uh, with the goal. So, you know, we, we get to half time, Argentina are looking good. Uh, Iceland start to threaten in their game around about 30, 30 minutes. Um, so I ended up watching the Iceland Croatia game as the primary game to watch. Uh, had Argentina on in the background a little bit, but Iceland were definitely having some good chances. Um, they were putting Croatia under quite a lot of pressure. So Croatia would obviously we'll get into that game in a second, but Croatia had sort of rotated quite a lot big players. They played Modric, but people like Rakitic uh, wasn't in the first eleven. Modric as well. Yeah, absolutely. So although you know me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for the first half, I think everyone's quite settled, and then then it just starts to go off across both games at the same time it seemed uh nigeria got a penalty in the argentina game in the 51st minute um what did you think of this one obviously var rears its head again thoughts um yeah i thought it was a difficult one to be to complain about too much um i think it's one of those situations where that whole definition of of uh clear and obvious it comes into it and i can't see the part of it that makes you insist that you need to (laughs) why would you need to check it if you because you know when you look at it you you think it's quite clear as you said it's supposed to be used for clear and obvious and i think that's well i think it's fine to check it and if you check it and you don't think there's anything i can i can understand the idea of debate but if you i don't think there was anything that obviously tells you that's not a penalty yeah i mean moses stepped up Confident penalty from him, a little bit of a stutter, sent the goalkeeper completely the wrong way. Um, that obviously changes the group again. Nigeria end up looking like they're going to go through in second. Um, Iceland at that point still in an, in an okay position. At just at that point, they still need a couple. Of, they still need a goal. That's going to throw things off a little bit. Um, but again, we'll get to that game in a minute. Although it looked like Argentina started to pick themselves up a bit after the Nigeria goal. Is that correct, Adam? Um, yes. As soon as Nigeria scored, um, Argentina went... It was one of those situations where they went to work. They had nothing to lose. 
So it was a, a, a situation of throwing players at it. Sampaoli started to make changes, which is odd. I didn't realise he was allowed to. <laughs> I was going to say, did he? Did Messi run up to the touchline at any point? <laughs> I just like this idea that Messi picked a team, and if that was the case, but sh- so- someone must be like, by the laws of the game, someone must be in charge of substitutions. There must be someone who has the final word. So imagine if he just went, oh, "Fuck it, I'll never go back to Argentina again." But subbing Messi in like the first minute, it would have been amazing to be. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Just, oh, I would have loved to see that. <laughs> but either way, like he he started to um, he started to make some changes. They they went more and more attacking. And just kept trying to to pile the pressure on. Absolutely. So I mean, in that game, obviously Argentina needed to win, uh, regardless, really. Um, but their job was a little bit made a little bit easier in terms of you know keeping things in the back of your head as Croatia um, got a goal in fifty third minute. I think it's actually a little bit out against the run of play. Actually, um, Iceland were looking quite good at that point. Um, so again, back to where we were. Things are a little bit crazy, so Argent- Nigeria going through instead of Argentina. Iceland and Iceland are now behind, means their chances are going to be pretty slim. Um, we come back to the Iceland game, and there was a. This is the VAR one where I think there's going to be a lot of questions about it again. Um, Iceland get a penalty in the 76th minute. Sigurdsson scores it, but it's a very sort of weird VAR decision. Have you seen this one yet? No. So it just again, it's one of those weird things where it's one of I think it's like a handball or something. I've, I can't even remember it now. It's been it's only been like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was just I'm just going to quickly see if I can get a quick picture of it. But it was just a very very bizarre one. I think it was one of those ones that I had to keep watching and watching and watching, um, and. Where where do you think VAR? I mean, I know VAR's been talked about a lot at this point, but do you think they need to start looking at an appeals thing, or not an appeals, but you know, in a lot of games where you get to use video assistant referees, you only get a certain amount of challenges. Is that something where you think football needs to go, or do you think it, the, the free for all that it is at the moment makes sense? Um, I think it's still working quite well. I think because the the problem you've got. And I suppose you still have this in some other sports and with some of the, and it only affects some of the calls in football, but so much of it's still subjective. So you take the, um, you take the incident last night of the, uh, the penalty given to Iran for the, the header on the handball there. Well, there was an almost identical incident in the Argentina game where I think, I think it was Rojo headed the ball onto his own arm in the penalty box and the referee did nothing. Oh yeah, definitely. So it wasn't even that VAR, but the thing is, I think what's what's finding interesting is I think VAR's getting a lot of attention, even if the penalty is actually quite. So you see VAR and you think, oh, it's controversial, controversial. You look back at it, like, so I'm looking back at it now, going, actually, no, it's a perfect pen. I don't know what I'm even looking at. Yeah, it's almost just like a nice little, nice little check. It's just I think they play it so often, they play it so frequently, and I think because they're talking about VAR so much, it's a case of oh, that is definitely going to be controversial. Well, yeah, I think it's the I think in part it's the way it's sort of handled by the media. It's like a it's a flash new toy that they've got to play with, and they're going to make the most of it. Would you be surprised to hear though that Lovren was the one that conceded it with his first touch? No, no, I would so, not. There you go. <laughs> so Iceland get the goal back. 
again, they still needed another goal and things. Sigerson, Sigerson finally manages to convert a penalty with his weird short run up. <laughs> they did mention that when he was going for his run up. To be fair, mentioning his his weird record, etc. It was a great penalty, wasn't it? I did see the penalty. He stuck it uh, top right hand corner. Yeah, which, very good. Very given powerful. given what um what Justin was saying about penalties on on the show last night, just is. Is unsavable. You put them there, you, you you're going to score every time. Yeah, I mean, great, yeah, great penalty. So that that left things a little bit, you know, interesting again. So Iceland still needed the goal, and Nigeria was still in a good position. But you know, it it was one of those things where a goal in either game could have changed things quite dramatically. Added a bit of jeopardy to, to Argentina because it meant that they could get the goal when still things weren't in their hands. Yeah, which is always one of those brilliant things to watch in football. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think what well, one thing that should be noted at this point is you could see that there was a real... Before the game, the stadium, the atmosphere in the stadium was incredible, but at this point, you could see that that stadium was, was blue and white. It was like being in... It, it, the game may as well have been being played in 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 the Bombonera. Like there were so many Argentina fans there, just the noise was incredible, um, and you could see them really push to get behind their players at that point. When sort of like seventy five, eighty minutes, that they gave it their all as much as the players did. Absolutely, and that's it's always interesting when you even though it's. You know, in a neutral location, you know, you still have those those things where a whole stadium is in, well, obviously not a whole stadium, but you know, majority of a stadium is in one team's favour. Um, but you know, so everything's calmed down a little bit. 86th minute in the Argentina game, unlikely source for the goal. Marcus Rojo scores just an unreal volley, an amazing it. volley. Just the you know, ball comes in, he volleys it across goal with his with his weaker foot. Um, I didn't even realise who it was at the first. I just, I was kind of just engrossed in the game and just going, "That's insane! It's all kicking off. This is amazing." And then was what was like, "What? That's Mar-, as if that's Marcus Rojo." So he's, he shouldn't a shouldn't be in that position anyway. <laughs> in yeah. The box. And how he's able to connect with the ball is it's just flown in, and he's just it, it it couldn't have hit his foot sweeter if he'd tried. Honestly, it's ridiculous. So. Fantastic goal. I mean, deserve deserved winner. Adam, you watched the game. Obviously, stats show that possession-wise they controlled, but generally it was an even game on paper. Um, yeah, I, I think that I think when Nigeria can feel hard done by, but their finishing and final product was a little bit poor, and they they can only really have themselves to blame. I don't think there was any sort of egregious decision or moment in the game where they can say that swung it one way or the other well that's that's fair enough I mean you know I think it's one of the things where I think people felt well I know a few people that wanted Nigeria to win only because of their kits me included (laughs) Um, and there's a couple of people on the man on the post chat who you know dislike Argentina very much so they'll be very upset with this result but you know at the end of the day, it'll be interesting. It'll be good to see Messi in the in the next round. I think he deserves that, to be in the next round. I think that's probably the the bit that everyone can probably agree on. That's the bit that I could get behind. I was like, do I, like, I was just thinking, this France team aren't that good. This is who this is who France are going to be playing. Um, did they deserve a bye by playing Argent by playing Iceland or potentially this Nigeria side? You'd think that 
in, in a knockout game, in a knockout game, Argentina aren't going to be as uh, bad as they've been in the group, at least. You'd like to hope so, anyway. Yeah, even if they were as good as today, France have been so bad they might give them a game. And I've no doubt that Argentina will be knocked out by the first decent team they play. I'm just not convinced that's France. That's fair. I mean, it'd be interesting to see where the Argentina manager sits at this moment in time, obviously. Well, he, is a... he stormed down the tunnel. Well, what was funny is he ran on the pitch celebrating crazily when Rojo scored, but then the second the, night, the whistle went, he walked straight down the tunnel. I mean, is, it, is so, it unthinkable to think that he won't be there at that knockout game? I don't think it is. That's the thing. Is it a case of, you know, are we going to see Messi suit up and then immediately change into his, his, his kit? I mean, that's it's just an interesting... They've got they've got Maradona's there if they need him. Did you see the did you see his contribution to the game as well? Yeah, I mean originally I saw did it, was he sleeping originally and then the next bit was him swearing at people. There was him sleeping at one point. Well, I don't know whether he was actually asleep or he just had his eye because it wasn't a very long For, shot. Fortunate uh, photography there then. Yeah, but um, the swear the the, the camera cuts because the camera was cutting to him at every moment they possibly could. They were because why just not right. They just enjoy him. He's over the top theatrics. They were having a great time, and um, they cut to him as Rojo scores, and um, he's he's pumping the air, going crazy, and then leans forward, leans over his balcony, and starts giving, uh, flipping the double bird at, at what I can only assume is some Nigeria fans. Who, because why not, right? I hope that they had been given an abuse before. Then I hope they had at least antagonised him to deserve it. To give him, to give justification for his decision-making process. Yeah, I just, I, 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 the more I say it, the more unlikely it feels. Yeah, I think, I think you're getting into the realm of fiction there. To be honest, he's probably <laughs> just doing it because why the hell not at the end yeah. of the day. Um, so yeah, Argentina take the lead. I think they're all in the safe bet at this point. Iceland are going hell for leather in their game against Croatia. They're throwing men forward, and then at the end, 90th minute. They break, Croatia break, and uh, Perisic gets the goal. I mean, the the crazy thing is, Iceland had so many chances to score. I mean, there were so many things that they missed uh, towards the end. They had six shots on target, and it just things just didn't seem to click for them. And you could, they looked very uh, dejected at the end of the game. They just, they've got good memories from the Euros. They've just never been a team that scores many goals, have they? If they to win games. They had to. Their first step had to be keeping it tight. And if you can see, conceding two goals or, or nearly always puts them behind the eight ball. Yeah, it's, it's always going to be one of those difficult things, isn't it, for them? If yeah. They can't score that many goals, so that unfortunately means that Iceland finished bottom of the group with just one point. Uh, Nigeria finished third with three. Argentina were through on four points, but a minus two goal difference. That's worrying for them. Yeah. And then Croatia just. Flew by nine points with a six goal difference. I mean, yeah, uh, and just a couple of other things that should be noted from this, yeah. this Argentina game was Higuain doing Higuain things, which is when he uh, missed a, not a sitter, but you know the, the moments there. You need it's one all you need him to score. What's Higuain going to do? Probably put it over. Yeah, That's what he did. That is exactly what he did. Brilliant. <laughs> You know, the other thing. you know, just February against Sampdoria, he puts that away, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, and uh, the other thing was, uh, Mascherano was so poor in this game. The amount of times he was given the ball, sure, he sort of, he ended the game sort of bleeding and was being sort of commended for his, his effort and his, his valour, but 
this was a guy who was four years ago for Argentina was was all action, was all over the pitch, and was busting a gut so much. I believe at one point didn't he rupture his anus or something? <laughs> uh, it, so in this game, in this game, he was just yeah, just giving the ball away so many times. And when you're being paid to look like the lesser player by John Obi Mikel, something's wrong there. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So with with those groups finished, we now know an extra two games in the knockouts. Uh, we know it's France versus Argentina, as you mentioned, and we also know that it's going to be Croatia versus Denmark. Quick, very, very, very quick thoughts on both of those games. So France, Argentina first. Um, I mean, you've oh, already said that Argentina get knocked out by a first decent side, but are we considering France to be the decent side that they are so what it's supposed to be? I'm not sure we are, are we? No. <laughs> Um, I think that perhaps it's a situation of considering I know that this is when you start getting into dangerous games about playing about who who goes through and you'd expect whoever wins this game to play Uruguay I think and Uruguay are not going to be troubled by either of these teams it would seem to me. Do you think Uruguay is going to go past Portugal? I do think Uruguay okay. are going to go past Portugal. Um <sighs> I don't think Portugal are all that great either, and I think that so I think it's a case of both of these teams will probably be beaten by the first decent team they play at this rate. I think that <laughs> France are the only, France have got an opportunity to become a decent team. Um, Argentina are going to go as far as Messi takes them. That's fair again. I think it's similar to Portugal in that sense, or Charisma, if you ask Chris. Well, <laughs> <laughs> but and then obviously yeah, we also said Croatia Denmark. I mean that's a pretty cut and dry uh, game, isn't it, Croatia? Like we said, Denmark has scored two goals. Um, yeah. Croatia have got a goal. Croatia have scored, what, seven? Yes, I think that's right. They've got a plus six goal difference anyway. Either um, way, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't, yeah, I can't see beyond beyond Croatia. Denmark have, Denmark have done well to get as far as they have. But um, if there was a, well, Peru probably should have been challenging them harder than they did. So I think that Croatia will find them no problem whatsoever. Cool, fair enough. Well, we've got a couple of games uh, tomorrow. We're not going to go over to them too much. We're just going to let you know that it's Serbia, Brazil, uh, Switzerland, Costa Rica, uh, South Korea versus Germany, Mexico, Sweden. Which of those games are you going to be watching? Uh, The Germany and the... Mexico games are while not work, and I will probably I'll try and stay about both of them because I want to see a weird situation where Germany get knocked out, but I think it's unlikely. I think that's very unlikely, but it would be hilarious if it happens. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's at three o'clock, and then yeah, you Serbia, Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica are both at seven. I'll watch Serbia and Brazil, Serbia, Brazil. I think because both teams can still go through. Um, I think that I think that that Serbia are, are a better team than. than People, I think people saw it in the first game, and I think they were quite unlucky against Switzerland. And again, Brazil, another team that all the hype haven't really shown it. Absolutely, they're, they're, they're at risk as well in terms of. We're going to see are, are they are they getting warmer as each game goes by, or are they not going to be that? Are they going to peak too late? I can't wait to find out. I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. Can I just quickly say, for the record, what three o'clock games are literally the worst here, right? I have my lunch at one o'clock or something like that because that's when the football's on. I go in there the other day and the football's not on. I know it's over now, Ryan. That's it. From uh, on Monday, I didn't know what to do with myself. I just there's just no point going to work really. That's the real. 
that ending to that story. And that's it. That's another day in the bag, I think. And in, have you got any AOB from the rest of the World Cup today? Uh, no, nothing from me. Um, I had to think about that, though. Yeah, I'm just getting more and more nervous about the England game as the days go on. Ooh, that's going to be a conversation for tomorrow night, I reckon. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who's on tomorrow night, um, but obviously there'll be another man on the post podcast. Uh, you can obviously get that by subscribing on iTunes, on Acast, on any other podcast services. Uh, if you want to follow Man on the Post, it's Man on the Post on Twitter. It's on that's on Instagram, Facebook. You could probably find another social network site somewhere. We have got a Bebo account as well, I think. Is there an actual Bebo account? No, I don't think there is. I was going to say delete that. If, if there is one, get rid of it. Man on the... you, can, you can like our page on LinkedIn. Yeah, that would be good. I'd be sharing that every day. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. Uh, <laughs> manonthepost.com is the website as well and if you go onto it probably by the time that you're listening to this or maybe tomorrow um, every podcast will be up on the website I'm going to be going through and doing them all retroactively which is going to take me forever but all the podcasts are going to be on the website as well as we jump up to the new season Um, right Adam how do they follow you and ask you about Dyson fans Um, Adam SA 101 yeah, but soon, soon I'll very well much be able to give you uh, ask me ask me make a model I can tell you pros and cons yeah we can wait for the picture you know yeah. to come up on on there um on the ryan goodman on twitter and i think there's nothing left to say but to always uh, well actually no thank you adam i did this the first time i didn't say thank you to the guest and it was a big error on me so thank you for being here adam no worries thank you thank you all for listening and always remember to keep your man on the post <laughs>